When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's the success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Ray, how you doing? Doc. <laughs> hey, Doc, listen, man. Every time I hear your voice, my day gets better. <laughs> That's the bottom I feel the same way. That's the bottom line fact, Doc. I know people think we do a lot of radio shows and we you know, wake up with each other, but we don't, Doc. We don't. And what we do is I wake up to hear your voice. So I'm good to hear from you again, and I'm, I'm excited. What's up? Man, I tell you what, uh, I, I'm excited too. You know, as, as a, a side note, last night, um, uh, one of our guests, one of your great friends, and somebody I was honored to meet, Ziggy Marley, he won a Grammy for the best uh, reggae album. Man, he won a freaking Grammy, man. I freaking saw it, bro. I'm so excited for him. I'm going to call him today and uh, tell him, man, just congratulate him, man. I, that's so big for him. I, oh. I, I texted Ro, Rohan last night, and uh, it was just big, man, for the whole family, man. It was awesome time. Uh, it was, and you know what, and our interview with him, like, I really, really hope that listeners, any listeners that might have missed that episode, go back and listen to that, because Ziggy is such a beautiful energy, and the way he speaks and his kindness just kind of comes through, and it really kind of got me thinking about for us, well, for us, our talk, what we want to talk about today is just the the humility and how that changes, how humility changes conversations, because we live in a world today where people just come at each other so much. And, uh, it's, you know, my, my belief is that if we could come at each other with a little more humility, it would significantly change things. Doc, you know, you know, the, the one thing uh, I can credit, not only my success, my the good things that has happened to me, the, all of the things that is from humility. Mm. From, from, the day, from the day my mom installed humble humility, what it means, like, like, like what it represents. And you, and you know what, what I think people have not threw away. Humility represented the family name. Mm. That's what humility represented. Humility... Somebody can see you in the street and they can say, oh, that's that Lewis boy family. He from that Lewis family right there simply because of the way you carry yourself. Mm. Right? So it was always the family name, man. So, I mean, I, I think it's awesome, man, to discuss because humility is it's, it's what's missing. It's what's missing. Everybody wants to be right. Every Kids want to be grown before they're grown. Parents want to be friends with their kids. All of these things. That, that we are now, you know, started to say, oh, it's cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I think, first of all, this is one of the reasons why I just cherish our friendship, because we I think we each get to bring things to each other at times that we just wouldn't have thought of. And the way you just phrased that in terms of humility with family, that really resonates with me very deeply, um, because it's something that my wife and I say to our daughter all the time is that you represent your family. You don't just go out there acting in a vacuum. You represent your family as well. So that, I really like that you said that. The point I wanted to kind of like maybe expand on is this idea of people wanting to be right. So, I, I, you know, a book that's just fantastic. I, I just read this book called On Being Certain by Robert Burton. He's a he's a neurologist. And this guy did some really fascinating work and, and looked at some fascinating studies. But what's really interesting to me is how certain we are, right? In life, we, we whatever we know, we just think, well, I know it, so I'm, that must be the way it is. But what blows my mind is... All of us would say we're still learning. All of us would say, well, I still have more to learn. 
But then as soon as we get in an argument with our loved ones or somebody, colleague, friends, whatever, man, I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm sticking with my point and I'm not open to learning. You know what? It's, it's because, so let's go backwards, right? And, 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 I, and I was writing about this the other day that I think that I'm, I'm about to publish some things coming out. And I told you about them all day, all already, you know, the 52 weeks. Yeah. Of, of really re- rededicating yourself to who we are as a people. Mm. And when you think about what has been lost, right, whether it's humility or whatever, Doc, it's order, right? Complete order, O-R-D-E-R. Because when we were raised, we had order. We couldn't talk when grown folks was talking. We couldn't be in grown folks' conversation when grown folks was having a conversation. If grown folks was having a get-together, we couldn't be at the get-together. If they was having it in the living room, we had to go in the bedroom and close the door. You see? And because of these things that were based off order, everybody knew their rule. Everybody knew their roles. Everybody knew where to stay. Now, there are no rules. Now there is no order. And so now everybody feels that that I'm head honcho and 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 I'm the one to to, to make this right and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. And and instead of telling somebody you're wrong, figure out what it means together. Well, well, yeah. Let me let me back this up with some science, right? So there have been studies that have demonstrated this overwhelmingly. Children who have no rules and no consequences have the lowest self-esteem. Children who have rules and consequences have a little higher self-esteem. But the children who have the highest level of self-esteem have rules, consequences, and explanations. In other words, they understand why what's going on is going on. So this concept of, like, and I, and I love what you just said, like, people can just do anything, say anything, no rules. This is not healthy for our children. This isn't healthy for us to do as a society because if there is no guidance, look, it's the reason why, you know, and I'm, I'm going to equate this with, um, you know, you get a new puppy in your in your house. You want to crate train your puppy. You want to make sure that that puppy is able to have that crate. And some people say, well, don't put them in a crate. That's not right. Well, if you're just doing it for a limited period of time, it's not only right, it's, it's actually healthy for the puppy because it gives the puppy a space to feel like, hey, this is my own space and I'm not afraid of all this that's out there. So rules, consequences, explanations, this stuff really helps us. And uh, I like what you're saying. I like the direction. And I was, I'm going to hit it in a totally different direction in a minute, but I really like that because I remember as a kid, we always had the adult table and the, and the kids table, and we couldn't wait till we were old enough to be able to sit at the adult table. That's, that's, that's what, listen, listen, the foundation, the foundation of our, our upbringing was simple. It was simple. It was our parents' jobs was to protect us from anything that the world was offering. Mm. That's why they protected us. That's why they told us you could not watch a rated R movie. That's why they told us you could not curse and you could not say you could not watch a, a movie that cursed because they were protecting our future. So yeah. when you think about the so so think about when you think about the stats that you just read off. Think about how accurate those stats is about a child really being stable enough when he has consequences and rules because then he becomes a man Mm -hmm. and then he can look back and say because of my consequences of the things I did I no longer do anymore and because of my rules that my mom gave me now I'm able to create my own rules for my own kids Right, That's right. The, and, yeah. and, and you're teaching. And when you do this, you're actually honoring your children because you're teaching them that life has consequences. And that's a that's a lesson that if they don't get, obviously, I spend a lot of time and a lot of big portion of my career is dedicated to working with people in prison. And those people got there because they didn't visualize and understand that there were consequences to their actions. Doc, think, think about think about the consequence 
of this one action, right? We in this country right now and we're all fighting and everybody's pissed off and everybody mad at something else, right? But think about, it came to me in a dream the other night. Think about if we just came up, and this is for everybody, hashtag help one. Every day of your life as a country, our job is to not worry about if we got millions and billions in the bank. It's to not worry about how much money we can keep making. It's to simply help one person that is mm. not in your family. Mm, I just got the chills. I just got the chills because I absolutely, that is, that's the mission. This is why you and I started this whole thing to begin with. And I, let me just give that right back to our listeners. Every day, our job is to help one person who's not in your family. One, one. And guess what? I guarantee you, we will have a better freaking country. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you're black or white, whether you're whether you're Asian, whether you, whatever it is, Doc, we have lost the order of life. The order mm. of life is for us to extend education and knowledge that we pass it down to our kids so that they can then carry on the legacy after we're gone. That's what life <laughs> is. Listen, I'm going to drop some anthropology knowledge now. Here we go. Are you ready for this? We're going to get deep here. The... The, uh, the Neanderthals died out about 40,000 years ago. And one of the things that they found out, and this is so interesting, and, and this, was a, this was a theory that was put up not too long ago, a couple years ago by an anthropologist. And he said that one thing you notice when you look at Neanderthals' brains is that because they were bigger in size than, uh, than Homo sapiens and human beings, that because they were bigger in size, they had a bigger portion of their brain devoted to uh, coordination and muscle movement. And they also had a bigger portion of their brain devoted to eyesight because they lived on top of mountains and things like that. They had to see well. So listen, follow me on this. They had a smaller portion of their brain devoted to social interaction. So isn't it interesting that the species that didn't have a large portion of their brain devoted to social interaction died out, where Homo sapiens, where human beings, we noticed that we needed each other. We need each other. We need each other to survive. So for me, that challenge that you just talked about, every day help somebody who's not in your family, this is something that is rooted biologically deep inside of us as a species of something that we need to do. Doc, because it's the only way... So, so, you know, you look at social media, you look at all these fast track things, right? Everything is taking us faster and faster and faster and everything is explaining this, explaining. But Doc, nothing says, when the last time you heard a speaker, a pastor, or whoever, simply say, adults, act like adults, <laughs> stop acting like kids. Adults, stop acting like your friends to your friends to who your kids have now become your friends. <laughs> like, 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 like adults, stop doing things in front of kids that you say you want to do, but you know a child cannot understand. Mm -hmm. See, that's where, see, that's where I'm telling you, Doc, that's what we stuck at. We have now. We are now, man, it's so infectious now because everybody is doing them. Everybody has their own rules. But if you remember, the good book says man will destroy themselves. Mm. He said the next time they come back around, we will destroy ourselves. And when you look at what we're not giving our kids anymore, man, let me tell you something about being disciplined. My mother came in and when I was in the sixth grade, and I was a class clown. And I see that. Every, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and every time the teacher would turn her back, I would crack some type of joke or make a funny face to make the class laugh. But my teacher had caught on to it. But she didn't let me know that she had caught on to it. <laughs> and she messed around and called my mother, Doc. Oh, boy. Doc, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm in class, and mama go to the chalk, uh, and the teacher go to the chalkboard. And I get up, and I make the whole class die laughing, Doc. They, I mean, they <laughs> passing out laughing. 
And next thing I know, Doc, doc the door flies open to the classroom. <laughs> and, and, and it's my mother. Oh my goodness. At the door, Doc. <laughs> with, doc, listen, with a belt in her hand. <laughs> she, you were just she, about to pee yourself. You know it. She, I, I pee. It was the first time. I, it was. It, it was. <laughs> It was the first time I, I I was praying I saw Jesus instead of my mother. I needed I needed the Lord to come back right now. <laughs> this was not going to end well. Man, she opened the door, and Doc she grabbed me by the back of my neck, and she took me to the front of the class, and Doc she beat me for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> sat down for five, caught her breath, and went back to beat me again <laughs> in front of the whole class. <laughs> hey, Doc, honest to God, all jokes aside, what it taught me was that my mother was working too hard for me to act like a clown the way I was. Mm. She was... She was busting her butt working three jobs. The last thing she needed to do is come deal with a kid that just won't do right in school. Yeah. And and I looked at the tears in her eyes because the last thing she wanted to do was chastise a child in school. But it was the best thing for me because for the rest of my life, still to this day, 41-year-old man, I've never, and I never will, do anything to put attention on me and take attention away from how hard my mom has worked. Right, right, right. And 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 I want to say this, and we to, we'll, we'll hit a quick break, and we'll be right back. But I want to say this: one of the things about when your mom did that, like. It's because she worked so hard and cared so much that you wanted to honor her, that you wanted to be a part to say, listen, I represent, I want to be humble for my mom. I want to represent my family like that. And I see so many people out there who are undisciplined parents who are saying, well, you should do it, but I'm not willing to work hard myself. And that's not the message we're saying. We're talking about like you're, you're, you're the effort and the love that your mom has for you and always had for you that's where that was coming from and that's why being that being humble is so important look this is going to be deep let's we'll be right back we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back after this all right we're back and uh right before the break you, you you know you told that story and what i what i love about it is your 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 mom's your the dedication of what your mom she just loves you so much and she wasn't willing to let you go off course and she was going to put the effort in to help you not go off course. And a lot of times parents enable their children. They say, oh, I want to like you always say, I want to be your friend. I'll let you get away with this or that so that you like me versus I need to help guide you in the best possible way. So there's a difference. And I really, really, really want our listeners to hear this. It's not like look, you can't come home and say, uh, oh, look, I just want everybody, I, I want all this to happen for me. You have to be first and foremost in your family, the person who is leading by example. And I think that's a really important point to emphasize. Example. Example. When when at 10 years old, if anybody's read my book, they kind of know a little bit of the story. If you don't know it, you know, I tugged on my mom's dress and, and i never forget my mom looking at me and she, she said, I can't teach you how to be a man, but she said, I can teach you how to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. And my mom sat me down and took me how to cook, clean, iron, fold, braid, wash, dry, everything it was. She made sure that I was capable enough to not only take care of myself, but she made sure I was capable enough to take care of my four brothers and sisters. Mm. What that did for me, Doc, was, was immediately when people look at my leadership role that I had in the National Football League for so many years, you say, Why, how, where, where did your leadership come from? <laughs> my leadership started at 10 years old. My leadership of me being the leader of my family 
Mm. Of me. And, 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 and you know what? And I tell my kids this all the time right now, Doc. It's like I tell them all the time. I be like, be a leader. Be a leader to your brothers and sisters. Well, why, why, why entertain this stupidity sometimes? Man, let me tell you something. The hardest thing as a parent now is to get kids to understand it's better to be a leader than a follower. Mm. I, I, I tell people all the time with my social media and, 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 and my following on social media, I say, I don't need a lot of people following me. I need the right people following me. Because mm. mm. if you got a lot of people following you, then I guarantee you they're missing your message or they're looking for something else and maybe you're feeding them the wrong message. But see, you got see, the- see, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. Because that, that point right there. They're looking for something else. If someone's looking for something in someone, they're going to see it. That's why we put out on Instagram that other day, that video on confirmation bias. You and I put out on talking about uh, wanting people to see that. If people look for something, they're going to they're gonna see it no matter what because we're human beings. And yep. um, that, that, so you're 100, 100% right on that. You can't set out to try to please all people because you're not going to because people are going to see whatever they want to see in you. That's listen, listen. We have, we have now, we have now, gotten to a point to where all of our approval is how somebody responds to my tweet. It's how somebody responds to me on Facebook. It's, it's, it's how many followers I got. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And 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 every individual has the ability to take control of their situation. And their and their life right now, and I'm telling you, if you're a parent, man, be bold enough to say no more than you say yes. Mm. Be 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 bold enough to stand firm in your kid's life to say, listen, before you think you know everything, I guarantee you, you don't. And until you do, if I'm still paying your bills, everything I say goes. There's no if ands buts about that, dog. Well, and then, like I say, you're right. And the people and then and then tell them why you're doing what you're doing. Like, I love that your mom taught you that the reason why she was teaching you about the laundry, because your book's fantastic. And if you haven't read Ray's book, you need to read Ray's book. It's a book you can't put down, literally. Um, But that lesson about that from your mom, like she was teaching you how to take care of yourself and in turn, take care of others. And she taught you the why and teaching people the why matters. I hear so many parents say, well, I, just because I said so. Well, it's not just because I said so. It's be, Let me tell you why. I always tell you exactly. I'm still going to say no. For instance, if, if my daughter asks to do something and the answer is no, I'm still going to stick to the answer is no, but I'm going to let her know why. Because it is my job to protect her. It is my job to guide her. That is my number one job. So, yeah, I'm very comfortable with saying no. I just add, here's the reason why. And whatever that reason is, it's fine. That's your reason. But just add it because when you add it, it helps children understand their world. Look, something happened really cool the other day. So what I love is we're role models, right? We're role models for our families. Uh, we're role models for so many people more as well. But so my daughter was listening to me uh, record. I do this other little one minute uh, daily uh, emotional management minute podcast. And so I, I do these every day. And so my daughter was listening to me and she was sitting in listening. So she went up in her room and she decided to make her own little podcast. It was, it was awesome. She's 11 years old. For anybody that doesn't know about uh, talking about Kaya, of course, you can see her on the video the other day. Anyway, so she, she makes this little podcast, Ray. It's a little one minute thing. And she says, how to find out what's popular. And when I first started to listen to it, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, what in the world? And she said, this is how you find out what's popular. And then she wrote, and then she kind of hesitated, and she goes, who cares? Stop looking at everybody else. Just like what you like. Do what, do what's right. Do what you're supposed to do. And I felt kind of that giddy, excited feeling that she's getting it, that she's getting it. That message your mother gave you, that leadership starts at 10 years old. Leadership starts from the time you're a child. You remember, do you remember, it, it stuck with me the rest, it, it will stick with me the rest of my life. When we had Ziggy mm. on the podcast, yep. we, asked, we asked him, what was the one thing your father told you 
that you remembered the most? Do you remember what he said? Mm. Let me Give tell you exactly me. what. Let me tell you exactly what he said, Doc. He said, "You know, brother." He said, "It's not what my father told me." He says, "It was it was observation." He said, "I observed him." He said, "So his whole life, he lived his life, and me being son, sat back and I watched him." Mm. And and and. And that goes back to my point with why we do this and, and why we're trying to encourage adults. If you live in a life that you know can be 50-50 wrong or right, then you cannot allow kids to see that. Right. <laughs> no matter what it is, Doc. Because right. kids learn exactly what they live. Right. They learn it, man. And that's the one thing I'm telling you, man, I took from Ziggy to this day, man. I tell people all the time. My sons will tell you. My kids will tell you all the time. My dad, my dad, it's certain things he ain't going to do in front of us. It's certain things he ain't going to do with us. It's certain things he ain't going to do around us. It's just certain things that will not happen. Because I believe your greatest reward, your greatest legacy on this earth Will be what you what people was able to see when they saw you. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's truly what I believe. And I do remember that. I thought I thought I was thinking of a specific quote, but I definitely I, I do re- definitely remember that because you're right. That's what it was. It was that essence of just observing him. And on the flip side of the things not to see, they're the things to see. Like I know your children watch your work ethic. Like, I know your children have seen you work out and see that work ethic, which is why you got to be through the roof excited about your son doing so well in basketball. And I saw you were talking the other day about it might be a different sport, but he still understands the importance of defense because uh, he's playing basketball and, and, and thriving in basketball. But he watched your work ethic. He saw it. He fiz- To be in the room with you. Let, let me just say this for our listeners, because this is this is truly an honor. If you could be in the room and see Ray Lewis work out, like you have no idea the energy, the passion to watch that. So that you kind of feel it. You can't not. It's a visceral reaction just to see Ray, to watch you do what you do. So for your children to see that work ethic, it has to go through. It has to move, move through. Doc, let me tell you something. My kids, each one of my kids started working out with me at five years old. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I had them on push ups and sit ups at five years old. Jeez. They got up to be seven, eight, and nine. They on they running on the beach. I got a picture <laughs> of all of them on the beach, man. I got video of all of them on the beach. Because I wanted them to see. Don't let me tell you what it feels like. Let me get out there and show you what it feels like. Right. Right. Yeah, and then so and then so it's a different conversation. And when they're not doing it, then you can look back and say, you know, you know the formula. <laughs> you know how to get it done. But you choose not to get it done. I always say, look, it's, you, you know, all kids won't, won't pick up athletics and everybody's got different skills or whatever. Right. Right. But it's, it's not about athletics. It's about purely saying push-ups and sit-ups has nothing to do with athletics. Push-ups and sit-ups has everything to do with mindset. Mm. And I used to argue with a couple of my kids. I don't want to do push-ups. I don't want to do, I don't want to do sit-ups. I said, you're going to find yourself lazy. You're going to find yourself lazy. Mm. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to install something in you that when you get older, son, daughter, you will appreciate what I did for you. Yeah. Right? So now when you get in school, your grades ain't, ain't right and this and that. No, that didn't just start now. You've been started that. That's the that's where we have to kick in to where parenting parenting is crucial, man, to not give them what they want. Give them what will help them forever. That, right. that's, that's, that's why I love how we even started this, man, because it goes back to humility. It right. all comes back to humility, Doc, and, 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 and humbling yourself enough to get the knowledge you're supposed to get. And then when you get the knowledge, wisdom is act- is the actual application of knowledge. So now yes. you have to take wisdom and you have to apply wisdom. That's the only way wisdom works. 
Right. Right. And, and it is. And I think you see, you know, and so I think that the, the whole point, you know, on, on, on how we should and what we should be teaching our kids, we should be an example. All parents should be an example to your kids. And that's where humility comes from. And that's where your kids want to grow up and not be like you, but make you proud. Right, right. You know, I got to watch um, both my mom and dad, extremely hard workers, very, very hard worker all their entire lives, um, just work, work, work. And I see that and I got to learn that work ethic and they instilled that in me. And so I may work in a different direction, but I work in the same way because I got to watch that. And I think as parents too often, we want to sit too many parents. I see want to sit back and say, Hey, just, just do what I say. Don't do what I do. And we need to lead we need to lead by example. I want to come back to something that you mentioned because in case there are some parents out there and they're, and they're wondering our thoughts on the uh, idea of, hey, I'll just I'll let my little kids watch. You know, I had I had a person tell me this one time. He said, my daughter can handle rated R movies. A little kid, like real little small kid. Uh, she can handle the rated R movies. It doesn't matter. She's going to be adult most of her life anyway. And I said, you understand that the human brain doesn't fully form until 20, 24, maybe 28 years old even. So you're in your mid to late 20s by the time your brain's really fully formed. So exposing children to things before their time is not preparing their brains to develop in a healthy way. So you can't just say, oh, no, it's not, they're fine with it because they're not. When you look at when you look at it on a level of what's happening in the brain, it's not okay for children to be exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to. And that's a fact. That, that, that's the crime of our country. That's the bottom line crime of our country right now that we've exposed to our kids what we know they can't deal with. That's our fault. That's not our kids' fault. Like, man, we cannot keep doing this to our kids and think our kids have the mind. Doc, we spoke about we spoke about the chemical dopamine. We spoke yep. about the chemical that's released when you get a text, when you do all these things. We spoke about the same chemical dopamine when you drink, when you smoke, when you gamble. We spoke about all those things, but we can tell us what you can't do. We can tell people you can't smoke cigars here. You can't drink it until you get to this age. We can tell them all of that, but we give them this advice, Doc, that has every destructive every destructive thought process to it and it says you can be whatever age you want to to have this mm, mm, that's that's mm, bull doc right that's bull man how right. do we, how do you raise your kids like like You're doc right. you can go right. on you can go on you can go on social media and you can find out how to be a bully <laughs> you can go on social media and you can find out how to use, sell, and distribute drugs. You can go on social media. Just think about what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. There, are, There's a bunch of great things to it, but we've given access, 100% access to, to, to the devil himself. And now we can't control it or set it down because of money. Because everything has an IP to it. And anybody that's 18, year, 18 years or older, just like on television, you go to hotels, they say you must be 21 years old to access this channel. Channel, But guess what? On your freaking phones, if you're not 18 years old or older, there's no rated R or, or adult content that you should be able to have. That's factual. I don't give a damn what your religion is, what you, whether you're Democrat or Republican. Nobody can sit in front of me and tell me that our kids should have the same exposure that we have with the freaking cell phones. It's well, crazy. it's just and, and, and it's, yeah, right. parents. And now you Just got like, parents justifying, oh, well, no, my, my kid needs a, 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 a phone in school. Really? Really? It's, 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 the, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the, it's, listen, when it comes down to justifying why people allow children to watch all that violence and stuff it is it's just a justification of an easy road if i let my children play these violent video games hey i don't i i'm, I'm tired right now it's too much for me to go spend time with them just go ahead and play this game go ahead and do whatever you need to do and we, we want children to get out of our hair rather than realize that it's our it's our absolute responsibility to take care of their mental development this is this is huge i got a really Cool, powerful study on neurology. I'm gonna I'm gonna share with everybody. When we come back after the break. That uh, 
I really think is going to shake up the way people see things. And we're going to extend humility from not just parenting, but to everybody out there so we can have a little bit more peaceful communication. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and uh, I want to I bring people's attention. We've talked about humility in the sense of uh, family and in the sense of being able to be a leader that your children look up to, but I don't want to just talk to parents here. I want to talk to every human being, including me, including Ray, including every human being who's listening right now. So uh, if you remember when the Challenger, uh, the, the space shuttle exploded, um, years ago, a professor did a study where the next day after the Challenger exploded, he had his students write down in a journal in their own handwriting exactly where they were whenever they saw the Challenger explode. They, he, they had them write down every detail of what they could remember. And then two years later, he brought these students back. Now, he kept these journals. He held on to them. And he videoed these students describing the events of the Challenger. Now, let me, let me ask you this, Ray. How many of those students got the event exactly right, do you think? Oh, man, Doc. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say probably, probably none or one. Exactly. Yeah, it was the percentage was so low. It was crazy. Now watch this because this is the part that I really I want people to really I want you to marinate in this information. So not only did people not get it right with what their memory was versus what they wrote in the journal, but when some people were shown their actual handwriting and their own memory, they denied it and said, that can't be right. That's absolutely wrong. There's no way that can be right. And the professor's like, this is your handwriting. This is your memory of the event right at the time of the event. But people become so attached to their memories and the way that memories become distorted that they refuse to hold on to any sense of humility and any sense of that they might be wrong. So instead of saying, you know what, I could be wrong about this. This is my memory of this. They hold on to it and they fight. And I, and I think this message can reverberate with every single one of our listeners. Think about every argument you're in with your loved ones. Think about every disagreement you're in with others. We get into these disagreements because we're so attached to being right. Yet every single one of us, every one of us would say, oh, I'm still learning. I still have more to learn. I don't want to say that when I'm 90, I don't want to say, man, when I was 43, I knew it all. I want to say when I'm, you know, I want to learn more every day till the moment I'm, I'm dead. And so for us to enter a communication with others with a sense of humility and realize that we might not be right. Realize that just because we think something in this moment, just because we have a specific memory of something, that memory might not be right. And let me just let me wrap this up with one more piece before I ask you about this, Ray. But watch what happened. Even when people, intellectual, regular people were aware when they were made aware of the Challenger study, they still cling to their memories as absolutely certain and perfect. Even when we see on video that it's not perfect, we still cling to them. Now, that's fascinating. What's fascinating is what you what, 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 what I learned from that just by listening to you is we can all, we can trick ourselves to believe in whatever we think, Doc. Mm. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what and that's was, you know, I think that's why being the right example, being the right role model, um, being the right father, being the right friend, being the right brother, being the right uncle. It's, it's simply saying, look, I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not telling you I would ever be perfect. But I know that a lot of people are watching me and I have to do things a certain way and I have to see things a certain way. And I have to be humble enough to be wrong when I know I'm wrong. That's what you just explained with the challenge. Right. The whole thing, right, is that everybody's 100% right. They, they know they're right. But suppose you're wrong. And, that, and, that, and that's why I think the challenge is, honestly, are you willing to be wrong to make everybody else right? Because mm -hmm. that's why I think people are confused at. Right. Like, like we'll sell our souls to make people buy our albums. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll, 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 man, we'll call women out like no other. We'll just we'll, we'll degrade 
the 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 relationship thought process it don't even matter anymore. Right. Just to be liked. Just to mm. be liked. Uh, and so what you're saying, man, when I say genius, and the way you explain that, is because if we don't come out of that as people, and you know what? Let me share something with people that I really want you, you us all to understand. Don't try to help and share your stories and share your, your messages with everybody. It ain't for everybody, right? So don't go walking around, oh, let me tell you this, let me tell you that, because we're, nobody's that smart. That's why I always like to keep learning and learning and learning and learning yeah, and yeah. learning. Yeah, because if you're learning, then we can learn together. But well, I... Go, I, go I just want to say that I, 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 you, so for me, I use you as my example of a picture of strength. Like you are to me, you epitomize strength in every way. Like you genuinely epitomize strength. I feel like if the dictionary Webster should have a picture of you next to the word strength. And I was in the prison the other day and I was talking to the men about, uh, like, well, let's acknowledge that, right? So everybody, they can acknowledge that really quickly. Yes, Ray Lewis is a picture of strength. And I said, so something that I want you to understand that I know about Ray, that if, if you listen to him talk, and he can sit there and be open to learning, and, and he can be open to saying, okay, I didn't know that before this minute, and now I know this. If someone like that, as the picture of strength, can do it, don't you think the rest of us can say, okay, I'm open to learning. And every one of those men in the room, they go, yeah, that's true. Because as men, sometimes we think, I can't be wrong. I can't. I got to act like I know everything. And I said, so if the picture of strength can acknowledge it and you don't think anything less of him when you see that, then don't you think the rest of us can learn from that? And that to me, that humility is a lesson that changes communication patterns from I'm talking about your most intimate relationships in your relationships with your loved ones, being able to be humble. You know what? I'm so sorry. My memory of it was this. This was your memory. And this we always talk about an action plan. And in our book, 52 Days of Inspiration, that will be out real soon for our audience. We give an action plan with everything we talk about. And, and using the phrase, my memory was... That changes the dynamic of the conversation because now I'm not saying, no, you did this. I did this. We did this. I'm saying my memory of the situation was, and when you do that, when you use that phrase, it changes, the, it puts a softness on the conversation. So now you're not fighting your loved one. You're just saying, hey, listen, my memory, my experience was this. And let me, and I understand that that was your experience of it. Now we're just working it out together from this moment forward. So that's the action plan that we're talking about giving. Wow, my memory of the conversation was this. Yes. Wow, wow, that's good. Doc, I'm gonna use that my freaking self. I mean, I've never heard it like that. I mean, God. Doc, you, yeah, doc, you know what? You know, as, a, as your partner, I wanted to tell you, you're really smart. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but I know, love- but it's so, but, 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 but it's so right because of it's your approach, right? It's, it's, it's how you approach everything and anything right it's like it's like i always always approach my uh my daughter showed me something that i did not approve of and i would never approve of um at the at the super bowl and it really it crushed my heart it, it hurt my it hurt me to my heart and i didn't let her know how much it hurt me because i knew that now she had trusted the world Instead of trusting the one person that will help you figure out the world, mm. and 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 I and I didn't say anything. I didn't say nothing to her outside of and exactly what you're saying. I said, "Okay, baby, let me explain this to you." And I was just this calm when I said, "I said, you you can't see your future, but your future will become dim with the things that you're doing." Mm. I, 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 I can't, baby, I can't live for you anymore. You're in college now, right? And you have the ability to make all of these choices that you've seen come from your father. And what I'm telling you is to make a decision like that by yourself is to show me that now you're a follower instead mm. of a leader. Because, see, leaders, leaders... They go and they go and seek information from people before before they lead. Mm. 
Mm. They just don't jump out there and lead. They go mm. and, you know, people say, how did you do, how did you know the defense and how can you tell everybody? Because I went to the defensive coordinator and I, and I, and I was a sponge to him. I told him to download in me everything he knows before I can go lead my defense. Mm. That's what a leader is. A leader absorbs all knowledge. And, mm. and, I, and I looked at her and I said, and I didn't let her know this. And, and I said to myself, I walked away from her and I said, and I, I started to question myself. I said, have I failed as a father? Like, what did I do wrong mm. to, to make them make these decisions without even having a conversation from me? I've never scared them away from me. I, I have open conversation. We talked about, I mean, I've talked to my daughter about everything. I talked to, talk, talk to my daughter about drugs, alcohol, sex, boys, all that crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I want her to understand that you have someone that you can come to to reference before you make these silly decisions that will haunt you the rest of your life. Mm. But it's back to what you were saying. It's the approach. How do you approach people? How do you say it? My memory, if I can remember correctly, my memory states this. Yes. You know, and so, yeah. Yes. But the, it is. It is. I get so excited because, like, I just get energy from you. I like. I tell people all the time, if you listen to our podcast for no other reason, just please tap into Ray's energy because I get energized from you. Um, but it is. It's about the approach because it's. It, 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 we think, well, that's a small thing. Well, that's a big thing. I'm sure as a linebacker, you might say, okay, well, if I'm going to go in and I'm going to hit the hit the tackle on this shoulder versus this shoulder, okay, somebody might say this is a small thing but that it might be an enormous thing and, and and for me communication it might be you might think well what's the big deal i say my memory i'm telling you it's a big deal because it changes the conversation so now the approach is totally different and 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 there's so much which is why we do this we come back every week we twice a week for you guys um but i, I for me at least i'm going to end on that statement and then i want you to say what you want to say of what you said i want to amplify what you said because for me wow it hit home which was Leaders, and this is something Ray just said a minute ago, leaders seek information before they lead. And and this is something that is a lifelong process. And that's what humility comes into play. I always want to seek information. If I'm going to be a leader, I always want to seek information. But man, yeah, that's that, that really hit me. <laughs> this is why we do this. I'm going to tell you why we do this. Because a lot of people may think that we are actually speaking into their lives. But a lot of times, Doc, we're speaking from personal experiences. And I think people don't realize that we're parents just like them. We're brothers. Yep. Yeah, we're leaders, we're mentors. You know, we're people who are just trying to make our world a better place. Right? Mm. And sometimes in our world, what we do ain't popular. Mm. But I, I, I would challenge people to stop letting your kids be followers. I would challenge people to, to, to understand what it means when you, when you really make up your mind to say, when I leave this earth, I want people to know one thing, and, I, and I'm telling you this, it's the only thing I think I live for. Because if I leave with a great name, it means I researched enough knowledge and then I had the boldness to apply it, which means wisdom. My son said something to me the other day on the phone. He said, I got to check on you now, Pops, because you're getting older now. I said, let me tell you something about old. Old is wise, son. (laughs) And I don't never want to be where you are right now. <laughs> I say, I'm glad I made it to this side of the of the road, you know, and I'm telling him about school and his mom is telling me about he's doing bad in school. And I said, now think about what wise mean, because I graduated and got my degree. But see, now you got to see that. That's what I'm telling you, Doc. We got to just like you said earlier, I want to reiterate this before we go. We got to know how to approach people. We got to know how to speak to people. And most importantly, when you come from humility, 
come from the place that you're talking about. Leadership is the greatest place of servanthood. Mm. If you want to look it up, look up Mark 9.35. It'll tell you exactly what leadership really is. We must serve before we lead, which mm. means you must do your homework before you go out and teach any lesson. Mm. <laughs> mm. Humility is the only reason I'm around. Mm. I, 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 every, every single week, every episode, people, I don't know if you're tired, if listeners are tired of hearing it or not, but I just, I love every, I honestly, I know that your legacy extends so much beyond football. And I, it, for me, it's such an honor. And you talk about humility, how humbled I am just to even be a sentence in the story of your legacy of being able to like, Hey man, I had a partner. We did a podcast together. The fact that I could even be mentioned as a, as a footnote some along the way, your legacy is so powerful and so beautiful and it's, it's impacting people all over the world so i appreciate you and uh for our listeners like please take that lesson he talked about earlier which is help one person who's not in your family every day we got this and so much more so we'll see you again later in the week thank you for downloading the tackling life podcast for more tackling life content go to tacklinglifepodcast.com from there you'll find links to our pages on itunes google play and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get two all new episodes automatically downloaded every week there are also links to the tackling life facebook and twitter pages where you can become a part of the tackling life community and give us feedback questions ideas and suggestions both ray and i are humble and open so we want to hear your ideas and suggestions you can also call us at 646-762-4432. We might play your message on the show. That's 646-762-4432. And please help spread the word and bring in new listeners by giving us a rating and a review on our iTunes page. The more ratings and reviews we have, the higher our ranking and the easier it is for new people to find the show. Until next time, for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Yeah.